Welcome back to episode 10 of the Merge Feast. Uh, Blake here again with Logan and Brandon. And I don't know about you guys, but one of my favorite episodes of the season so far. Um, a ton to talk about, so let's hop right into it. Um, first reactions, Brandon, go for it. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. One of my favorite episodes, very kind of emotional episode. You got to see a lot of the human side of everybody. You had Julie and Drew have a moment. You had Katura have a moment at one of the challenges, and you had Jake have kind of a breakdown. And a way to describe it was from Bruce saying that, you know, everybody kind of hit that survivor wall. And I just kind of love seeing the vulnerability of people in the game and then kind of realizing that, you know, they are humans and they're not just characters that we're watching on TV. So um, there's just something like special about that when you watch that. And it made it one of my favorite episodes of the season. What about you, Logan? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the um, episode Gudan is one of my favorites so far. Um, some of the special moments like you were talking about throughout, and then also some of the fun, silly moments in the episodes. There was very much like the emotions were kind of all over the place in throughout the episode. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it from start to um, start to finish. So. I'm super excited to dive into it and see what you like break it down with you guys. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. The, this episode was, I think, full of juxtaposition. So, I mean, you go from um, the really like kind of vulnerable parts where, like, I think Drew and Julie starting off had a really great moment, and you. And obviously, I mean, everybody knows that's how it is, but it's like the, it is just a game and everybody knows that, but it turns into way more than that. And you start who you are on the outside of the game is not necessarily reflective of who you are in the game. And that is a, a tough spot to be in and try to balance and come to terms with. And, uh, and I thought it was, it was cool that, Julie was able to express that and that her and Drew were like, look, at some point it's going to come down to us, you know, and we're going to have to go after each other. There's no hard feelings. We're, we're in this, we're playing the game. We both care about each other. Let's just, it's fine. And, and Drew got a little emotional too, but I don't, I don't know. I, I thought it was a really cool moment and, uh, and I thought Julie did a really good job of expressing how that actually felt. Yeah, I think that's a coming into the game, you obviously expect it to be a difficult, you're playing this person you might not be, or um, some people obviously play it, hey, I am who I am and just play the game. But going in, maybe having to lie, do those different things that you're not used to, or that's not what you do on a normal day-to-day -day basis would be extremely hard. But then also, the longer it goes, it should, it, it'd be tolling. So definitely kind of a an interesting, and I thought it was a really cool moment between those two. With I mean, obviously, I feel like the last couple of people that have gotten voted off almost took it a little personally. So I think that was a cool moment between 
Drew and Julie to like, hey, like, there's no hard feelings. We're playing a game. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about the um, some other of those moments um, here in a bit. But the uh, the juxtaposition part of it, it was. I, I thought the the whole editing of the girls' night and guys' night was done awesome. I mean, I just could not stop smiling that entire time for both sides. And uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. So um, I thought they did a really good job and balancing everything. Um, We talked at the end of last episode about how this episode was a, a very pivotal moment in the game because you really have that core four alliance and the other four outsiders and uh and emily is kind of that in that middle ground and so we we talked a little bit about how somebody from that outside four needs to step up and we kind of got a glimpse of that and a little foreshadowing um where emily kind of talked to a couple of people about hey we're it's really four and four and we've we've got to make some moves um and so it was exciting for me to see that and just knowing that we had just talked about it last week and okay they're 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 gonna get it and they're gonna do something with it and uh and you know some big moves were made not necessarily the moves that i thought should have been made but um but yeah what did you guys have any opinions or thoughts on on that or, or were you surprised that emily was the one that kind of laid that all out there i wasn't surprised that emily was the one to have that um realization that oh there's four there there's four here we need to do something um i was excited i was just excited for somebody to do it because we had just kind of expressed our frustrations in the previous couple of episodes of like when is everybody gonna wake up and you know at that point in the show I was like, it's go time. It's happening tonight. So at the time, I was pumped. But obviously, you know, things kind of went a different way than we thought they would. What about you, Logan? Were you surprised that it was Emily that figured or kind of was talking about all that or was the first one to talk about it all? Honestly, no. Um, I think out of the kind of the four and four broken up. Obviously, the four together, super strong. And then the other four, they're all kind of, I mean, kind of pieced together, not the strongest alliances. But of those other four, I think she is the most strategic out of all of them. I feel like she's very aware of the game and what's going on and playing. I think she's playing a really good game right now, where the other three katura jake and then bruce i don't feel like they've been playing a super strong game and almost they're just kind of going along and in a way i think just trying to survive rather than thinking of those bigger moves or like okay where are we in the game so i think she's done a really good job at stepping back a little bit and looking at that so that and it didn't surprise me that she uh you figured that out or noticed that or brought it to attention. Yeah. It 
didn't necessarily surprise me either, except for the fact that she is closest with two of the people in that alliance, Austin and Drew. Um, yeah, but so... I think she, I think she realizes she's obviously very close to them, but she also is. I, I, I would have to believe she knows where their alliance is also with the other four. So, for sure, and and it makes total sense that she would want to get out one of the girls because that opens the door for her to slide right in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just with as badly as Jake is trying to survive, it kind of surprised me. And with how well his speech was about, let's make a move, let's do this, it seems like, this is kind of my, my analysis of those four, um, Emily is playing both sides, I think, brilliantly. And we'll talk more about her game in a bit. Um, she uh, Of the four, she's definitely playing the best game. Bruce is like it kind of selfish. And, and Emily points that out, that he's not willing to play his idol for somebody else. Um, like it, it, he is all about him surviving and doesn't really matter because he doesn't have much of an alliance doesn't really seem to really necessarily want to have a big alliance with him is kind of the vibe that i get jake wants to be a part of an alliance but he's trying to get into the core four not like pulling together the people that are not a part of that core four and he's like discounting everybody else you know, Katura and Bruce and, and Emily a little bit because he's trying to work with the strongest people and it's not working out. And Katura is still just gung-ho about getting Bruce out. So it's like none of them are seeing the big picture except for Emily, but Emily's in a perfect spot because she's not a target and playing both sides. So while it did, it definitely didn't surprise me, it was... I don't know. I, I th- almost thought it would have been uh, would have been Jake that would have come to that realization because he's the one talking about, "Hey, let's make some big moves." But it's he's not. I don't know. I think for Jake, like just kind of seeing how the episode played out for him, like he had that moment of like, "I'm getting lied to." I don't even really know what's going on. So I think there was just a complete lack of confidence. Yeah in him tonight to even be able to facilitate any sort of move. So, and again, for all the reasons you said, like, I don't think Katura or Bruce were going to be the ones to say, let's do this. Um, ideally, what really probably should have happened is the Bellow tribe and Emily figure it out. Like, Hey, we got to do this. And then there's only four of them. Then they need to figure out who the weakest Reba member is. And at this point, like, probably Julie um, and say, hey, you know, you're if it comes down to you four, you're probably first gone. And I think that might have needed to be the pitch. But I just don't think anybody left outside of Emily has the strategic chops to even think like that. Yeah, for sure. And they had the perfect opportunity with with Bruce having his idol. So 
Um, okay, so we hop into the reward challenge pretty quickly, and uh, I, was, I was excited that it was a reward challenge. I tell you guys that all the time. I enjoy the reward aspect of the game a lot. Um, and so um, they it was all individual. They didn't break up into teams this week. Um, they basically had to go over two obstacles and then under the last one, um, then ran up, uh, untie some knots and basically crawl on their hands and knees under that heavy rope. Um, once they got past that, uh, they had a ball and a maze where you, would you have two handles kind of up above your head and you're balancing the maze with those two handles? Um, the reward and correct me if i miss anything here it was kind of the thanksgiving day reward which i thought they did this episode a week late uh, <laughs> but the uh it was turkey mashed potatoes gravy i think emily ended up having sangria and uh spoiler she won and then they ended up getting to stay the night at um what do you call it it's not the sanctuary. sanctuary sanctuary yeah um and then jeff told us after the challenge that it also included letters from home so made that reward even sweeter the fact that they got to stay the night and letters from home and more than just a rotisserie chicken is a it's a strong, strong reward. So, um, yeah, and I, I think it's important to mention that uh, obviously, like you said, Emily won, but she got to per- pick three other members or three other players to come to the reward with her. She ended up choosing all the ladies, and that's where you earlier kind of said them having the ladies' night, and then the guys having the guys' night. Just guys being dudes. Yep, guys being dudes. Yeah, Emily won, took the three ladies. They got to just hang out. Obviously had some letters from home and conversations about the game, but I thought all of the letters from home and all like the stories that we got to hear of personal lives and different things like that, I thought that was uh, a really cool moment as well. Yeah, before that, though, when Emily won, I thought it was an awesome moment with her because she... I mean, she was physically shaking and Jeff pointed out and, and she even said, you know, I coming out here, I reserve myself to, to thinking and to understanding I'm probably not going to win any challenge and I'm okay with that. I, I would like to, but it's okay. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, the strongest one out here. Look at everybody else. Um, I mean, even kind of the weaker girl which is Mama Julie, she's crushing it in those challenges. Um, so it, I thought it was a really cool moment for Emily. And I, after she won, I thought, what a transformation from the first week and really the first two weeks where nobody really liked her. And now she's probably my favorite one of my favorite people still left in the game and it is um i just i couldn't help but be incredibly happy for her and just um yeah i I thought it was awesome yeah 
one of like 27 great moments in this episode, honestly. Just a moment of triumph of doing something that you never thought you were going to be able to do. You know, her tribe mates telling her, like, don't worry, Emily, we'll get you to the sanctuary. You're going to you're going to get there. We'll get you there. And she's like, no, I'm getting there myself. And even like Katara later and we'll get into it in a little bit, like she had some triumph later in the episode for a little bit of a different reason. But I don't know. I just kind of loved the mood of this episode. Yeah, I did, too. Um so talking about the the sanctuary a little bit, um, I wasn't, and I'm, we don't need to spend a ton of time on it, but Katura's whole thing was pretty interesting. Um, everybody had some really cool moments there um, with Emily talking about how, hey, I might actually want to get married, and I never thought I would say that. Um, to, I mean, just everybody had some really neat moments there where you got to see the humanity side of it. But the whole thing with Katura and her mom did, I didn't quite understand that. Did you guys get anything there? I think I felt like I remembered her saying that earlier in the season that she had cut off her and her mom didn't have a good relationship. And I think she, I don't really know what the situation is, but it sounds like Katura had an issue with her, her mom. I wasn't really sure, but I think it, she was obviously just completely surprised that out of all the people she could have gotten a letter from, it was her her mom, just based on their relationship. Yeah, and it made me wonder because she said she cut off contact with her mom about a year ago, and it made me wonder. Because Survivor, I can't imagine, would just pick anybody and go like go down your family tree and hey, like I, I don't know. I'd, so I would almost think that you would have list. Okay, here are ten people that you guys can contact for a visit or letters or whatever it may be. But may, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But she seemed totally surprised that her mom was the one that wrote the letter. So I was uh, was a little confused there. Yeah, I there wasn't much clarification because she didn't really get into it or even what it said. Okay, I, and I didn't think so, but I thought maybe I missed that, and I just wasn't, you know, quite paying attention, but. Um, with Emily picking Julie, Katura, and D, do you guys think there was any strategy in that pick or in those picks? I don't know. I, th- I think so, because like I said earlier, I think Emily is fair, fairly aware where she's at. And like she said later in the episode, I'm in a really good spot. So I don't think she would have just chose those people for no reason. Obviously, them but being on girls, girls' night, whatever. I don't know what the strategic side of that necessarily was, other than just trying to extend her relationships outside of the few people that she's kind of dealt with and try and getting some relationships built with a few other people obviously we didn't see all of that but um i think she's thinking ahead i just don't know where she's 
going quite yet. I guess it's interesting that you say she's thinking ahead because I didn't really see any strategic value in the people that she picked because, and I don't know if value is the right word there, but uh, she's in a good spot and I feel like it was just kind of a mixture of people. Like, I don't think you're going to bring together two Rebas and a, a, a Bellow and try to dr- drum something up. I, I guess you would have to try to drum something up against the boys, but to me, it just, it didn't, I didn't feel like there was any strategy behind it. That's just kind of the way I saw it. Yeah, I didn't either, but the more I've thought about it since watching the episode, I almost wondered if there was some strategy in it not seeming like there was any strategy. What I mean by that is she picked people from both sides, which she is playing both sides and playing both sides very well. Um, She didn't really like lay her cards out or draw a line in the sand. Um, I I think a, a potential downfall for Emily would be for D and Julie to see her drew and Austin getting really close and them feeling threatened. So I thought there might be some strategy with her not picking them. Um, so I think there was probably more strategy okay. than I initially thought. So strategy and who she didn't pick is what you're saying almost. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I think, hey, I, okay, who do I want to pick or who do I not want to pick? Well, and I'm sure there, the thought was, oh gosh, Julie slept terrible last night and like, I, I want to be nice to her. So, okay, she told me that she would take me. I'll tell her I'll take her. And then realizing, like, okay, well, I can't just pick Drew, Austin, and, and Julie because that leaves, I just how does that look okay well i don't know let me pick people from both sides maybe there wasn't that much thought in it but i think there was probably more than i originally thought there was yeah actually yeah now now that you're saying it and just based off of what you said logan of like setting something up potentially down the road or even if it's just jury management, it could be as yeah. simple as that. I'm going to pick you guys. And, you know, if I'm sitting at the end and you're in the jury, you can be like, hey, she took me on that awesome reward. I got the love letter from my family. I'm giving her a vote. Could have been as simple as that. Yeah. Well, that and she even kind of brought that up in a moment later with Jake that she didn't she wanted to actually like have a semi relationship there because he's most likely going to end up on the jury. He's on the bottom and you want the people on the jury to like you and think, Oh, he wasn't just telling me bull crap. Like he was telling she was telling me some honesty and all those different things. But so that's what that side of thing. Like he's not just thinking in game, but like act at the finale of who's voting to who's going to win the game. Yeah, for sure. At the, Sticking with the sanctuary for a minute. At the sanctuary, Katura spills Bruce's secret. 
Brandon, you want to uh, to explain how all that went down? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, so Bruce, um, I love Bruce. I've started to really enjoy Bruce, actually, <laughs> yeah. uh, and mainly because, well, not mainly, but I also have started to not enjoy Katura. And uh, so it's been funny to see that transition. But yeah, I'm with you. So Bruce has an idol and Bruce and Katura are alone. And Bruce says, and I can't remember if Katura asked him about the idol, but Bruce said, I gave, I was, I was nervous about somebody possibly having knowledge as power. So I gave my idol to Kelly and Kelly got voted off and she took my idol and Katura never really bought it. And then, but she was like, yeah, I believe you. Uh, but, uh, then Bruce is like, did you like my acting? Do you like my acting? And she's like, oh, so you do have your idol. And so for me, big mistake by Bruce and not reading that Katura literally has wanted you gone since day one. So putting together whatever the heck that stunt was and using Katura as the guinea pig of can I lie? Like, that was just a big miss. So obviously, fast forward to the sanctuary. Katura, as soon as she gets a chance, hey guys, Bruce, uh, Bruce has his idol still. Just want you guys to know he's probably going to try to tell you that Kelly got voted off with it in his, in her pocket. And nobody was really shocked, <laughs> but it just, just a, like, what are we doing, Bruce? That was it, honestly, the move would have worked if he would have totally lied to everyone. Like if he would not have told Katura that he was lying and, and told her the plan. And if he would have just kept that to himself, made everybody think that it would have worked. They would have all piled on Bruce and he could have picked who went home. Yeah. I think telling Katura, I think, I think telling Katura, that ah, oh, like this is what I'm doing, blah, blah blah. He clearly read that relationship wrong and thought they were closer than they really were. Obviously, they've had their issues, but um, I think him telling Jake was kind of a smart move, just because he knows Jake can't keep a secret. Um, Jake's got a big mouth, and obviously that spread. So if Couture wouldn't said, "Hey, this is fake. This is like he actually still has it." Drew and Austin kind of believed him. Yeah. So who's to say the other girls and everybody else wouldn't have believed him if Couture wouldn't have said anything. And I think the outcome of tonight could have been totally different, but I mean, we'll never know, obviously. Yeah, that was, uh, I thought it was kind of a blunder this, this episode. Um, on to the guys night. They, uh, Man, that was that was a fun couple minutes. Uh, I think with the song that they played, the uh, montage. Yeah, it was it was great, and I thought uh, kind of a cool moment with Drew. How he's like, I've never really broed out, 
you know, I've never really hung out with the bros and uh not my thing, but hey, let's do it. And uh yeah, they everybody seemed to have fun and get along and not a ton of strategy talk. I mean, maybe a little bit towards the end, but they were just just hanging out. Yeah. And it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yep. Just guys being dudes farting for the first time in 18 days. <laughs> that uh that was a really cool part of the episode i really enjoyed that i like made me smile and like this is what the guys needed just a just a moment to release everything and just let's be guys let's be dudes and it was it was fun to watch and moments like those i think are key examples of parts of the show that we would not have seen back on 60 minutes I don't think that would have been in there. And if it was, it would have been just a touch of it. Not as much as we actually saw. For sure. For sure. Well, before we get to the immunity challenge, uh, there was a little exchange between Drew and Jake. And uh, it sounded like Jake kind of got vibes that... Or was was Emily the one that told Jake that he was kind of vote number two if Bruce doesn't play or if Bruce plays his idol, and somehow finds out that or thinks that Drew is throwing this name out, and they kind of get into a heated little argument back and forth. Um, so I was curious to see what you guys thought of that. I was actually. Uh... Had Emily had Emily revealed to Drew that the that Bruce had his idol at that point? Yes, I think so. Okay. I thought, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was. Uh, I thought it was funny that Drew was calling Jake the mobster because Drew was kind of being the mobster <laughs> because he was like, "Why are you throwing my name out?" And Jake's like. You threw my name out. Like, that sucks. Like, you throw my name out, but I'm not allowed to throw your name out. It felt like I was like, come on, Drew. Like, it's Survivor. Yeah. And I think he went mobster because he's from Boston and has an accent. I'm like, that's, I don't know. (laughs) At least pick on his, like, personality or the way he's playing the game, not how he talks. Like, I don't know. It was kind of a weird. Yeah, weird. That's that's a couple of that's like the probably the third time that Drew has really, you know, not had a great moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, like just straight up telling Brando, like, nah, we're good on the alliance thing. Don't need you. Not giving Jake Rice or not saving Jake Rice, and then like just being kind of a big baby about hearing his name. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, didn't love the moment. I obviously drew has been one of my picks for a while. And those few moments makes me not hate, not hate him or dislike him, but like, it's not my favorite moments of him. Cause I think he's had some really good moments, but those few that stand out, um, just kind of a, unfortunate side of his of his but your name's gonna get thrown out there it almost felt like 
I don't know. I, I did, it was just a weird moment for me. It was like they both got caught throwing each other's name out, but they both also were acting like they wanted to work together. And it just came to a weird head, and they're like, ah, crap. But neither one of us want to admit that we're wrong, so we're just going to bicker. Yeah. Um, but So, takes us to the immunity challenge, and I don't know about you guys, I don't remember ever seeing this challenge. Is it new? Uh, it. I've never seen it. Okay. New and looked really hard. It did look very hard, uh, especially when they got to the moment where they had to have their feet straight out. So basically, to picture this, they were on um, almost like a slide-looking thing, just flat wood angled down into the water, and then different handholds. Um, it starts out a, a big handhold at the top and then gets smaller as they moved down. So there was uh, three stages, I believe. And the bottom stages, which was the smallest handhold, Jeff also said they had to stick their feet straight out. And so no more using their feet as um, kind of a wedge for their body. And I thought that made the challenge move a lot quicker because I think they could have hung out there for a while with their feet up. But man, that looked tough. It looked incredibly tough, but it's still like just simple and sweet. Still had that survivor charm that I love in a challenge. Yeah, it's something that's like you said, simple takes this takes some strength, but also some willpower. Of I can do this. Uh, like I'm not going to give up to a certain point and my body's going to have to give out before I give up those things. Like that's what like this, a lot of survivor challenges have like come out to be um, like got to push through persevere. Um, so it was a, it was a, it was a good one. And for me, I think drew almost looked the most comfortable until he had to remove his feet. I feel like he, his, with how long he is and all he was just, he was just curled up. And as soon as he had to remove the feet, it seemed like he struggled quite a bit. Obviously he skin pretty skinny and doesn't have a ton of muscle to him. So holding him his body up would be pretty tough. Yeah. And I, like uh, during the challenge, um, Katura had kind of a panic attack in, Again, just had another nice moment of all your tribe mates are, you know, uncomfortable trying to win immunity themselves and they're still kind of rooting Katara on. Like, you got this, like, you know, just drop down if you need to. And she, like, it, I don't know if she was afraid of the water or what, because she was asking questions of, like, are there people down there that will get me if I drop, you know? It just I don't know the panic just kind of took over her but I liked that Jeff was like hey if you can get off the side just get off the side and then just avoid the water altogether uh what'd you guys think of that yeah she I thought she made it pretty clear that she was scared of the water she even said later that she had prepared for this before she came uh which I kind of took that as I learned to swim before I came um so 
it was it surprised me a little bit to find that out this late in the season but i guess we haven't had any like swimming challenges or diving challenges or and maybe the couple that we've had she sat out on um but i was kind of like a little caught off guard by it but then it afterwards when jeff said to for everybody to swim back to the boat thought oh that's and she still didn't want to do it. And so he basically said, hey, you don't have to, but this is your chance to to do something you didn't think you could do. And I, at first, I kind of thought that Jeff was maybe poking fun at her a little bit. Um, not, not like in a mean way, but just like, hey, you don't have to, but this is Survivor. And mm-hmm. uh, But it, it turned out to be like, hey, you're good, but... I think you can do more than you think you can. And, uh, and it turned out to be a really cool moment and she ended up being fine. So yeah, it was, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, I, I always, I always love moments like that with anybody. Like, even if it's just like a little thing is like, Oh, you jumped in the water. Like that's a small thing to us three, but to somebody that's completely terrified of that, like that is a huge thing to overcome. Yeah. I think, like you said, these moments like those are some of my favorites. Um, one, they do jump in the water or whatever big fear of theirs they're terrified of. Hey, you've overcome that. That's awesome. But I also think it's really cool. No matter the relationship with the people left in the tribe, everybody was cheering her on. It was like, hey, we're right here next to you. We've got you. You're good. Like encouraging her and not just. I don't know, sitting back and letting Jeff do it all. Like Bruce even came over at one point. I mean, not that they hated each other, but they they've had their differences. I think I I I like seeing everybody chip in. Like, hey, like we're all we're all here for you. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised that all the girls dropped out first, uh, with them getting all the food and having the good night's sleep, and. Uh, and with as strong as they've been, um, I mean, D is fairly strong, and Julie's been battling it out with Bruce in the last couple challenges. And then them being a little bit lighter, their hands being smaller for the handholds, it just it all seemed to 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 make it pretty even, or at least give them what I thought maybe in it advantage or a leg up but they all dropped out first so i was a little surprised to see that i almost wonder with like d and julie specifically i almost wonder if it was kind of a i feel pretty safe going into tribal i don't need this um this is a really hard challenge and you know i'm just gonna go ahead and concede that's really all that's kind of what i thought might have happened yeah i didn't even think about that i didn't think about that with those two the one person i kind of thought that about was bruce um the quick thought i had was not getting immunity him dropping out early and then using his idol or whatever to throw a kink in the plans and use that in some sort of way. But 
then I was like, no, like he have reward, then he would even be able to use the idol even in a different way. So kind of went out the went out of my mind pretty quick, but I initially had that thought of like, oh, Bruce is thinking ahead, but should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, so it comes down to Austin and Bruce. Austin pulls it out. So uh Again, not anything big for Austin, but another little, you know, feather in his cap. Um, just slowly chipping away at building that resume. Um, yeah. So good to see him finally win. And uh, and this is what the second time that Bruce has not been safe at uh, at a tribal council. So um, before we get to tribal, let's talk about Jake's moment that he had on the beach. So he. Uh, Seems like he had a bit of an imposter syndrome. Uh, he alluded to that later at Tribal, and I'm uh, just feeling like, man, I thought I'd be better at this game, and I don't know what is going on. People seem to be coming after me, but I'm willing to work with people, and I'm not sure who's lying to me and who's not, and it really seemed to get to him. Um, and, man, that was... Uh, that was relatable. I think I would be in a similar spot. I, I think we all think we would probably be better at the game than, than we were, but man, that uh, not knowing who to trust and when I think will will eat at you. And uh, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked seeing that part of it. And then I really liked how, how Bruce came up to him and kind of talked him up and, hitting that survivor wall that you talked about, Brandon, that, um, it was a cool moment between Jake and Bruce. And, uh, I just, I felt bad for Jake. So. Yeah, it's tough. I think everybody goes into survivor and thinks, man, I'm going to be in the majority. I'm going to run this game. And it definitely, it has to wear on you when it's, you're constantly like, you feel good. And then you get to tribal and you're like, I don't even know what just happened. And you know, people constantly lying to you and you not being able to realize that that's what ha what's happening to you um, among just everything else that's involved in survivor. I think, you know, again, to allude to the survivor wall, I think it, I think he had finally just had enough and, and needed that needed that moment. Well, I think that even, I mean, that goes to show the, how mentally draining it can be obviously for, and Jake's, situation he's been on the bottom for a lot of a good majority of the game trying to survive week to week obviously mentally and just draining all around but then you look at somebody like drew or d that hasn't had to worry and they haven't had some of those moments or hasn't haven't had those moments because they haven't had those worries so just goes to show how mentally draining that can be when you don't have food, you don't have great sleep and all of those just piling on and how those emotions come out. So kind of, it was like you said, sad to see and made you feel for the guy. And obviously I've, I've liked Jake for a while, but um, we'll see how far, how much farther he can make it. For sure. So, kind of heading into tribal and once we get to tribal basically emily comes up with this plan for her 
Bruce, Katura, and Jake to all vote out Julie, Mama Julie. Well, I guess Katura kind of brought that up to Emily, but then Emily kind of runs with it and says, perfect, let's do this, but only so that Bruce feels comfortable and doesn't play his idol. And I I didn't understand it at first. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, how how does that benefit you? Um, so I don't know. I, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on on that. And and it was a brilliant move by Emily. It just it left her in a weird spot and I don't know she's still playing both sides and I can't I don't know I just don't know where where she's going to go from here as soon as you know whenever I think Katura was Katura the first one to say Mama Julie as a vote I think Um, so I believe so but Emily took that and kind of evolved that plan into, well, yeah, let's say, let's tell Bruce Mama Julie to get him to feel safe, like you said. And as soon as she said that, man, uh, just the life was kind of sucked out of me because I was like, you know, it really felt like, man, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And great. You know, it's it's a great move on Emily's resume because people have been gunning for Bruce the entire time and she was the one that got it done. But now she has to go back to camp tomorrow and it's her and Jake and Katura at this point. Like, the numbers are dwindling and you're next. Yeah, but she built a lot of favor with the other side, too. Because it almost seemed like they were in on it, or maybe they thought, okay, this isn't going to happen, so we're just, you know, most of us are going to vote Jake. I, I don't know. it, But everybody seemed really happy with it that were, that were left. Nobody seemed blindsided by it other than than Bruce and we're all pretty excited. So I don't know that Emily's in danger next week, but depending on what happens, I mean, she's going to be the fifth member of a four person Alliance. And uh, I don't know how good it looks for her long-term. I think what's going to have to happen is the core four Alliance gets broken up, and she weasels her way in with Austin and Drew. They've obviously had a fairly decent relationship for a while, and I could see the four getting broken up and her coming in and there being the group of three and them trying to take it all the way. I think that's a fairly good three to be in the final, and I can I could see her bringing some of the strategic side of the game of who's taking who to the end up to Drew and Austin together talking about D and Julie of these played a great game. She's got this person, this person, this person out. She's made moves. She's 
kind of been calling a lot of the shots. If, let's let's us go and there. I don't I, I don't know. If there was ever a time for Austin to win me over, he would be the one that would need to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of felt like just based on scenes from next episode that they really didn't give us much, but it kind of felt like I can see Austin doing that next week. See, I almost got the vibe that Drew was the one that presented that, saying that I want Julie out. But maybe I maybe I misread that. But they also showed Austin and D really, really close there. I mean, in a couple different scenes. Kind of makes me wonder if there's a bit of a romantic relationship there. Um but I'll be curious to see how that plays out if there is if they are tight like that, if that's going to put a bigger target on their back. Um, but yeah, it, Austin does have the opportunity to to take out those girls, and then all three of them, Austin, Drew, and Emily, I do think would be a really cool final three. Quite different stories, quite different people. And they've been playing together for a while. And uh, I don't know. I, I I guess really since the tribe swap when they all went to Bellow. So I I, I think that would be a, an awesome final three. Yeah. And I, like you said, I think if Austin has a chance to win it or is going to win it, the move he would need to make would be getting out D or Julie or him being the one to move. Other than that, I don't know if he'll have another great moment to do a big move to propel him to win the game, even if he makes it to the final. I think that move, like you said, would have to be have to be the one. But we'll, we'll see if he has it in him. Yep. Well, um... Do you guys have anything else, or do we want to do Survivor of the Week? Obviously, Bruce goes home, right? Um, with an idol in his pocket. Um, so Emily's plan to make him feel comfortable worked. I guess we didn't uh, fully establish how that went down, but yes. And uh, Bruce, that's like a... I mean, that's two blunders in one episode by, by Bruce. Yeah. Not his best episode. What did you guys... I'm curious on your guys' thoughts on the jury. I felt like Kendra... She was salty. Super salty. Kaylee was... Or Kelly was super bitter. Caleb, I felt like was... He's just Yeah, he was upset, but he was chilling. I felt like the other two... um, the other two were just bitter, and I haven't I haven't noticed that in past seasons. Obviously, people that were like upset about it and like whatever, but I don't know if I've seen it to this extent yet before. We have not. We haven't had a bitter jury for quite a while, so it's just, just it's starting to look that way. I think Kelly's demeanor was a little bit better 
tonight than it was last week, but I would Kendra, agree with that. Kendra was definitely she was shooting some daggers with her eyes, man. <laughs> well, it. I think there are certain people that she will be upset with. Um, obviously, Mama Julie, like, and I think Julie felt that, like, man, I I did that one dirty. Um, it's always tough when you're blindsided. You're, I think you hold on to that a little bit more than you normally would if you like had some sort of an idea that it might be coming. Um, but Kelly definitely seemed better tonight. I think Kendra will be fine because she's not, in my opinion, on the jury. She's not as um, as big of an influence on people as somebody like Caleb or Kelly would be. And so I think if Kendra's super petty, I think Caleb will see through that and like, okay, get over yourself and uh, kind of help help the jury management a little bit. But I definitely think that speaks to how Emily is playing right now because her jury management has been pretty spot on in, in my opinion, um, I guess up until this week with Bruce, but I, th- I don't know. I think Bruce will respect that. Mm-hmm. I would agree I with think that so too. I think so too. But that's the only like with all the the moves and how she was talking to like Jake, for instance, kind of letting him know because she flat out said, "You know, I'm voting these people out. I I want them to know that I'm just not like flat out lying to them, and you know, give them some dignity." But then she didn't do that with Bruce. But I don't think, like you guys said, I don't think Bruce will see it that way. Um, but yeah. We uh we ready for some Survivor of the Week? Yeah, let's uh let's get it going. Kick us off, Brandon. Yeah. Um. It to me it feels like a no brainer. Um, it's Emily. Emily won the reward challenge. Um, kind of overcame some self doubt in that moment. And facilitated the the one of the bigger moves of the season, whether we agree with it or not. She was able to take out one of the big threats and manipulate him into feeling comfortable with an idol in his pocket. And that's something that is not easy to do. And so big uh, props to her for getting that done and uh, having a successful blindside on Bruce. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And we're getting to the point where even though I don't like when we all choose the same person, to me, it was a no-brainer. Like you said, easily one of the biggest moves of the season. And not just, oh, playing an idol or saving myself due to shot in the dark. I mean, she made him feel so comfortable and didn't play his idol. And going home with an idol in your pocket is I think the worst way to go out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would, that would eat at me for years. Yeah. Um, J- James went out with uh two in his pocket at one point. Oh, back, so I can like yeah. survivor China or whenever that was. 
it's just a big it's a big deal to do and so the way she pulled that off and then the uh the immunity challenge or the uh reward challenge and how she just crushed it and her i don't know she's probably my favorite player right now uh, a lot of that had to do with this week but man from where she where she came to where she's at now that's how can she, how can she not be survivor of the week this week that's uh not to jump in front of you logan uh but that's kind of the thing with her if anybody has had if anybody has had just like growth this season it's it's her i mean a complete 180 on on her for somebody that everybody in america i think hoped to be voted out that first night to i'm kind of rooting for her to win now is it's incredible yeah i'm right there with you guys she she took it this week um i don't know if i could have said it any different than both of you um just what she overcame to their strategic side of things this week to i think Obviously, we talked about her setting up things for the future of thinking ahead and being aware. I'm right there with you guys. I think she's playing a great game and has become one of my favorites. Um, Week one, I wanted her to be voted out. I could not stand her, but she's obviously really turned it around and it's really cool, been cool to see that transformation. So yeah, definitely can't, uh, can't help but root for her. So do you guys have anything else? Nope. No, I don't think so. We're in for uh, a fun couple weeks. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great end to the season of or of, to this season of Survivor. Definitely. Hey, uh, follow us on X at Merge Feast Pod, and if you're listening please remember to give us a rating on whatever app you prefer. That would really help us out. Logan, close us out. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think that's going to be it for this week. So uh, appreciate everybody listening and we'll see you back here this, uh, this next week. <laughs>